welcome to the Irish Pagan School podcast. Your hosts are authors and co-founders of the Irish Pagan School here in County Waterford, Ireland, Laura O'Brien and John O'Sullivan. Falcha. Dagda Yivogus Falcha. Hi, hello and welcome. It is John O'Sullivan from the Irish Pagan School and we are here with our weekly coffee chat and check-in. We have a community question today, which I'm looking forward to answer and it is an interesting one, um, especially from certain cultural contexts, which kind of shows the weirdness or strangeness or the uniqueness of Irish culture in this area, specific area of the question. But before we dive into that question, let me remind you again, we have that free resource available for you. And the free resource is a list of good resources. We get communicated with multiple times. Is this a good book? Is this a good author? I'm looking for information on this particular topic. So my beloved Laura actually made a, a free resource, which is a list of good resources. So it's available for you there down in the description. It also pumps you onto our mailing list, which means that you'll get a couple of emails from us every time, every, a couple of times a week, not like every day. <laughs> We're not going to blast your inbox on that. It's just a couple of emails during the week to let you know what's going on, to let you know what's going on with us behind the scenes, but then also upcoming events like, you know, the monthly classes that we teach <clears throat> and the community hangout that we do every second Saturday, where we are just a bunch of pagans who gather online in a virtual space and chat, sit back, have coffee and just be around each other. So that is the process. Those resources are available. Join the mailing list and, uh, you know, don't miss out. So I'm going to take a sip of my coffee and we're going to dive into this question. So with coffee on board, this one comes from Melissa. Melissa was in contact with us and was wondering, my question is, are house spirits good neighbours? And if they should be invited into the home? If so, how should we interact with them? Um, It's a great question. It is a really great question. And this is really where we have a certain level of uniqueness around the Irish kind of approach to other world entities, supernatural individuals or relationships or the spirits that exist in, in our cultural wilderness or the Irish wilderness or even the Irish other world. Um, because there are other cultures around the world who have benevolent kind of house spirits. Um, a friend of mine from Norway, and she taught me this word, hattifanat, I really hope I pronounced it right, which is a, a spirit, a house spirit that lives in the home and, you know, is is there as long as you're maintaining and cleaning your home. It kind of provides a healthy, healthy, helping hand, a safe form environment. And so there are re recognition multiple times across multiple different cultures of house spirits. I think buckets are also another type of it. Um, but in Ireland, there is not. Absolutely not. And to go straight to Melissa's question, the good neighbours are not something you want to invite into your home ever. In fact, if we look at the Irish folklore, so much of the folklore and stories and mythology that we have is about keeping them out of your home, keeping them away from us. Even the term good neighbours is less about them actually being good neighbours and more about the, about a a willful intent to refer to them in such a way as to not piss them off. Because <laughs> the Irish fae, the Irish she, the Irish other crowds, there are so many different ways of talking about them. They're not benevolent. Now, again, they're not also malevolent. They're not like going to hunt you down. But if you cross them, they're also not going to hold back when it comes to, you know, 
exacting their vengeance upon you, as we can see in multiple different stories. And sometimes that vengeance or the indiscretion committed by humans might be just looking at them. There are so many of our folklore tales which talk about someone on the walk home from like, you know, being out late at night and hearing music and they look over a hedge, wonder where the music is and they see the good crowd, the good folk, the good neighbours kind of having a revel and having a dance. And the moment that you see them, you go blind. And then like you wake up in the middle of fucking nowhere, completely lost, with your clothes turned inside out, having lost an entire evening or maybe an entire day. Or in some of the worst stories, years of your life because you have been taken by them. So we have so many folklore stories about avoiding contact with the good neighbours, avoiding contact or avoiding um, insulting them in some way, shapes or form. And some things that you need to do around your house, specifically around um, cleaning out your hearth at a regular basis, um, like on, on specific schedules. You wouldn't. Uh, OK, in in older kind of Irish times, you wouldn't have much in the way of heating apart from small houses, one big fire. And so every evening you wouldn't put your fire out and clean it out every night. You'd bank down your fire. And so then in the morning, you'd be able to build up your embers again. And there's a big tradition around keeping your fire going. And it was usually around the fire festivals that there would actually be you clean out your fire in full and you get a new fire. Um, and you, you then keep that one fire throughout the year. And it's a an energetic investment in your home, your well-being. Your, there's a lovely class in the school on hearth magic. I would recommend that by uh, Amy O'Riordan, Amy Nikyo O'Riordan. Um, so it talks about fire and the importance of that. But if a person wasn't keeping their fire well, that could be enough of an insult like to the good crowd, the the, the good neighbours. Um, also, if you take your dishwater, like, you know, you're supposed to not leave dirty water standing in your home. But when you're throwing out or getting rid of your dirty water, you have to like actually call out and say, I'm throwing out my water here in case there are good neighbours nearby that you can't see. And you accidentally throw your dirty water on them, which could lead you a lot of fucking problems in your life. So, um. Everything from horseshoes hanging above the doors, like, you know, blacksmith iron nails. There are so many different practices in the Irish folklore about keeping them out of the home. In fact, one of the most notable individuals or of the most recent eras, uh, uh, a woman known as Biddy Early, um, she was pretty much known for her ability to deal with the other crowd, to deal with the she and to resolve problems between humans and the she. Uh, and Nine times out of ten, the resolution is like they've gotten into your house and they shouldn't have gotten into your house. There was a guy, I, I remember a particular story. He he was having an absolute devilment in his house, like stuff was going wrong, stuff was breaking all of the time, all of his like, you know, dairy goods were going sour, like there was sickness in his home, like he really was having a really hard time of it. And at the end of his wit, he he traveled all the way across the country to Biddy. And he came to Biddy and she saw him coming up the lane. And the moment he walked in, he was about to tell her everything that happened. She goes, I know exactly what's going on with you. And I know exactly how to fix the problem. The problem is they're in your house and they shouldn't be. And without him giving any information at all, she turns around to him and she says, at the back of your house, there's a wee river and a tree has fallen across that river. And that's how they're able to cross from their territory into yours. And also you have a crack in your back window that you didn't fix last year. And that's how they've gotten into your home. So go home, clean that, fix the window first, then get rid of that tree across the river, 
and then you'll have to absolutely clean out the entire house and make a whole lot of noise and tell them to get on out of it. Um, and, you know, that will resolve your issue for you. So we don't have and we never do recommend inviting the other crowd into your home or into your home space. Um, it's it's not something done in the Irish culture. It's not something done in the Irish practice. Um, even when we look at like there are many stories of the the good neighbors providing care or providing healing or providing kind of you know some people going and pleading with them in order to kind of you know seek a boon from them and it's possible it like there there is power they definitely have power um but invariably there's always a price you know there is always a price when it comes to these kind of things and another famous example is is one of the last greatest harpists or bards was a guy called Turlach O'Carolan. And Turlock Carolyn like had such an amazing skill with the harp. He was so fantastically kind of well thought of, and he could do stuff with music that no one else could do. Um, but he was blind. And when he was asked about it, it's like, you know, well, where did you learn your music? How did you learn to play the harp? And he's like, Well, I wasn't always blind. And at one day I was out and I fell asleep on a mound and I felt I heard music in my dreams, and when I woke up, I couldn't see. But now the music of my dreams is the music I play. And so the other crowd gave him the music, but they took his eyesight. <laughs> There's always a price. So um, we ourselves have been communicated with and by a couple of people on occasion who are having difficulties, having spiritual difficulties, having challenges in their life and, you know, difficulties around their spirituality and their spiritual growth, feeling kind of blocked, stymied or in the worst cases, feeling put upon, harassed and kind of oppressed in what should be their safest of space, which is home. And through processes of talking it through, trying to discover what's going on, you know, it has happened that we, we there are people who have accidentally kind of invited stuff into their homes without realizing it, open themselves up to. Again, a lot of this comes from misinformation. I'll be honest, folks, like a big, big part of what we do here is to try and get real information out there because misinformation can actually be dangerous. You know, people think that the Irish she are oh, just Victorian fairies down the bottom of the field and like the little Tinkerbell creatures out there to look after you and give you blessings and whatever else. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, you know, if you read any of the stories, there's a reason why most of the stories that we still have surviving today are warnings against the like, you know, pissing off the other crowd. And um, so it is actually important to be aware of that. And I remember I was at a conference in America many years ago and Laura had done a talk and, you know, it was about the Morgan. It was about the other crowd. And literally in the slide, in the presentation, there was like one slide and the title of the slide is how to deal with the the Irish other crowd, the good neighbors. And the print on the slide in big font was just fucking don't. Just don't. The best recommendation we could give at that time was just don't, you know, you know, you need to be steering your information towards dealing with your own sense of spirituality, your own sense of self first, and then dealing with the recognized deities. Um and there are individuals out there who teach and we have many classes in our school actually um, about the other crowd, about like, you know, fairy lore, about like, you know, all of this kind of stuff. So there are experts in these fields, including Laura, who has written and learned a lot about it and does have a lot to teach about it. Um, so there is that is something that we do teach in the school. 
but it's not. It is, again, those awarenesses to give you the information, to give you the education so you can make the best choices for yourself at the end of the day. But they're not benevolent. They're not your best friend. They're not going to, you know, treat you like a special little creature because in many cases we're we're a firework distraction for them. Because humans exist within a very short space of time compared to the longevity of entities in the other world. And so, yeah, they love to play with us. They love to kind of have like advantages and experience like, you know, the richness of life through our perspective because we are so finite. But in the same way that like, you know, you would play with a a piece of string or a cat might play with a piece of string for five minutes because it's entertained by it for five minutes. That's sometimes how they see us, and you might end up getting eaten by them at the end of the day. Um, so we have a lot of classes on there, and we do recommend it. Like the Hearth Magic is a really good one. Um, Pulling the Wings Off Fairy by Morgan Daimler is is on there as well. Um, there are some really, really good courses to be going through to educate, to learn about, you know, interacting with the Irish other crowd. But it is about, you know, keeping safe. Um, so, yeah, the answer is, do you invite them into your home? absolutely not um but that doesn't mean you disrespect them either you know it's a matter of saying okay well here are my safe boundaries here is you know this house made by human hands for human occupation not for other world occupation they have their own houses they have their own places to live you know but i'm not going to go rock into their places and expect to like take over there either and so in my spaces it is my space for my home my family my relationship with my deities like the, the altar space i keep behind me here um but when i'm out in the wilds when i'm out closer to their spaces i acknowledge that you know i'm a guest in some of those areas and i pass through respectively respectfully not respectfully <laughs> knowing that like you know it's it's about that shared relationship and shared kind of living environment if that makes sense um but yeah personal sovereignty first folks look after your own personal environment first uh, and from there you can grow your spiritual experiences and your spiritual explorations you know definitely learn the information learn consume the knowledge like don't take my word for it like go into duchas.ie go into the national folklore collection type in the words good neighbors you know type type in the word she type in the word other crowd You'll find multiple responses from the folklore, the the, the living folklore of Ireland, um, which will tell you stories. And most of them are not about how to bring them in and make friends with them. It's more about how to not piss them off and how to survive if you have accidentally pissed them off. Um, so, yeah, I suppose the last thing then, how should one interact with them? Respectfully. You know, the the other crowd, the good neighbours, like, it's... They are another species onto themselves in a way. And um, when we talk about living in the kind of supernatural or, or spiritual aspects of living in Ireland, you know, it's you go outside of the cities, you go like, you know, 20 minutes down any particular road in a car in any direction, you're going to start getting out into rural Ireland. You're going to start getting away from the towns um, and the energy of the island changes very radically. And I recommend anyone who has the the ability to kind of come to Ireland or to, even if you are in Ireland, take the trip out, you know, get yourself out into the wilds, like experience the difference of it. Um, and yeah, essentially it is about approaching with respect, approaching with compassion. Um, 
but not exactly gratitude because you know if you express gratitude towards them then you're saying that they have done something for you for you to be grateful for and therefore there's an onus involved in which case they might look for a price or a payment so you know it's very interesting to kind of consider this question it's a really really great one and again i'm not an expert in other cultures having house spirits um but i do know they exist oh there's one other thing i wanted to say um there is speaking of misinformation that goes around there is a a bullshit mistranslation misunderstanding going around I've mentioned the the Hatifanat and like, you know, Boggarts or like, you know, house spirits. There was some individual trying to present that there were traditional native Irish house spirits, these little good women who looked after the houses and they were called the Banante. And in the same way, like there's the Banshee, as in the woman of the she who kind of, you know, notifies or helps people know when death is approaching a family. Um, and they were saying, oh, well, yeah, there's this ban on tea, you know, which is this woman of the house, these goodly spirits. Bullshit. 100% absolute fucking bullshit. The only reference to a ban on tea is um, it, it literally means woman of the house. And most commonly in, in modern time frames, you would find that referred to as the woman in the house who brings students in to learn Irish in the Gaeltacht areas of our country. Yes, folks, there are still places on our country where it's it's predominantly Irish speaking. It's called a Gaeltacht. It's this area, this locality where it's all Irish speaking. And so families living in those areas would sometimes take in students from like schools around the rest of the country to immerse themselves in a full environment where it is speaking Irish only. You're not allowed to speak anything other than Irish. And usually these women who would do this, who would offer this service, um, are, are referred to as the Banante, the woman of the house. Um, so that is the the reference. That is where the cultural reference comes from. There is not some small little fairy woman who kind of goes around bustling in your house, cleaning, tidying, looking after you. Absolutely not. Um, and if you find something like that occurring in your house, get it out of your house. It's not supposed to be there. Um, but yeah, there is no ban on tea. There is no equivalent to Hattie Fnats or Bodgerts or whatever they actually are um, or good spirits in house spirits in the Irish culture. Um, Irish houses are for people, people first, um, and the other world, the other crowd needs to stay outside of it, the good neighbours. So great chat. Really, really enjoyed exploring it. And thank you very, very much, Melissa, for sharing that question with us today. What I will say again, folks, is do make sure you pick up that free resource. Um, all of the time, we're trying to point people to where you can do this reading for yourself. Like Duke.ie, fantastic fucking resource. Many people go in there and lose themselves for a couple of hours in a rabbit hole of exploring Irish folklore. And it's so enriching and it's so fascinating to explore that. And um, all of the books that we recommend, our classes and our teaching, all of this kind of stuff is there to help you learn for yourself. You know, don't just take my word for it, but we want to show you where this kind of comes from. So it's not just Don says it is and it is. John will cite his resources and it, and also John will say when it's his personal opinion based on his years of experience in this. So um, speaking about those resources, make sure you pop down, pick up that free resource list, expose yourself to more information and more knowledge because knowledge is, in fact, power. And also get yourself on the mailing list. It means you'll get notifications when any of these videos or podcasts or anything drop and, you know, you'll get the invites to those hangout sessions that we host. So for myself here and all of us at the Irish Pagan School, 
Gaurav Mahakas, thank you very much for being with us. And until next time, Salaam. Goodbye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a positive review in your podcast listener. Then head over to irishpaganschool.com and enroll in one of our free or paid courses. Slonga and we will see you next time.